The views, information, or opinions expressed during Wrestling Windown are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any agency, organization, employer, or company. Hey, it's Lo. Hi, I'm Haley. And, and we, we are Wrestling, Wrestling Windown. Windown. On this week's episode, we are back, we're here, and it is my favorite season, Aquarius season. We're talking a little bit about the Royal Rumble as well as NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and everything else going on in the wrestling world. And of course, as always, our word on the street. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. kick it off by talking about the men's Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar entered as number one, and this was an interesting concept, having the Universal Champion in the match, but furthermore, as entrant number one, we saw so many people enter the ring and be decimated by Brock Lesnar. They were thrown out of the ring in a mere amount of seconds. It was crazy. I mean, this is kind of what we expected from Brock Lesnar, him to dominate everything which he usually does right the outcome of this match was not exactly what i expected really at all i have mentioned on our twitter probably like a week or two ago that i feel like big e should have been the person to throw out brock lesnar i noticed that you know a lot of the other men that came in the match they weren't brock lesnar's size and he had that size advantage when it came to being in the ring with Brock Lesnar. So I almost immediately thought, okay, he should be the one to throw him out. And he got thrown out the ring just like he any mm-hmm. other competitor. And right. it was irritating because I feel like WWE keeps on putting up this front like Big E is Lil E. Like he's just <laughs> this small man and he's not. And size, he is the largest member of the New Day. You know, he is stronger than Xavier and Kofi Kingston. So I don't know what their whole dynamic is there. We saw... The eventual winner of the match, Drew McIntyre, eliminate Brock Lesnar, and they had like this weird stare down for most of the match, and I don't really know what was going on there. I guess my question for you is, why didn't you expect Drew McIntyre to win? I mean, I feel like he's been on this kick lately where he's lost this whole character that he had before, like this ultra sassy heel, and he's been himself. You know, he's a baby face now, and I feel like a lot of fans have really started to connect with him because he's simply himself, but do you not gravitate toward his character, or how do you feel about it? I feel like when he came into WWE, he was so strong. Him and Roman Reigns had these amazing matches together. Yeah, but they got boring. Eventually, people got yeah. tired of them, and that's kind of when he dropped off. Like, mm-hmm. he had some weird matches here and there. I just didn't see that he was in the point where he was going to win this match like yes he is a very strong competitor I just didn't think he was there yet I'm happy to see Drew McIntyre win this match because I feel like he's had potential from day one we saw him when he first entered the WWE almost a decade ago and he was the chosen one he was Vince McMahon's vision son you know he was built athletically he was extremely handsome and everyone just was captivated by him and then All of a sudden, he was released, and everyone was kind of like, okay, well, that one didn't end well. And then he went to Impact. He was the champion there. He really built up his character there. And then we saw him re-sign to NXT, where he was NXT champion for a while, and then he was injured. And then they decided to bring him up to the main roster. And yeah, he did have those series of matches with Roman Reigns, and he was in a tag team with Dolph Ziggler whatnot. But 
I feel like Drew McIntyre has been working for this moment. I feel like it's deserving. You know, the first time around in WWE, we he, he should have had his WrestleMania moment, if you really think about it. If he was in that position with Vince to be like this God-given son, he should have been in WrestleMania. He should have been in the main event, but he wasn't. He wasn't given that opportunity because he wasn't, in my opinion, mature enough. He needed to get released, go somewhere else, gain some more skills and real-life, you know, things as a wrestler and as a person and he came back and now he's bigger he's stronger he has more character and he's just being himself I feel like a lot of people are happy that he won this match though because it's like a long time coming you know I just hope that WWE books him right this time I feel like they will because he came in so strong and everyone was so excited and that's how everyone feels again and so if they screw this up again for him where is he going to go next? You know? I think having I'm just, him that's what I'm worried about. eliminate Brock Lesnar is such a strong statement. Yeah, You know, Brock Lesnar is known as one of the strongest men in the WWE. He's been there for a really long time. He's a veteran. And having someone like Drew McIntyre eliminate him from this match adds fuel to the fire. So now going towards WrestleMania and the other different pay-per-views that happened before that, you have that seed in the back of your mind. Like, well, what if Drew McIntyre does take that Universal Championship off of Brock Lesnar? Like, it's something to keep in the back of your mind. And I feel like Drew is more than capable enough, and he's so talented that they need to give him a run with that title. He did great as the NXT champion, so I have no doubt that he would do great things as the Universal Champion. There was a very shocking moment in this match that, Lo, I know you didn't predict this. I was wrong. The whole internet was... Livid. I have never seen the internet light up like that before. Edge came back. Edge made a return after saying, you know, for months, no, I will never come back to WWE. Well, there he was. There he was. I've watched this moment way too many times now, and each time I get goosebumps, seeing the reaction of the wrestlers in the ring and him coming out and his facial expression as... It looks like he's just like, I'm here, like a disbelief almost. And I think as being an Edge fan for so long that even though I got on this podcast and I was like, he's not coming back. To me, I was thinking more of medically because we hadn't really heard any updates on him. The last time we saw him in a WWE ring, he retired. Yeah, he's been on commentary. He's done different stuff on the network, but he hasn't been in ring since he retired. So... This was such a huge deal, and I'm reading online that he signed to a three-year contract. He's not full-time, so he's only doing a specific amount of dates. And I don't know how true this is, but supposedly Edge was in talks with AEW to go and sign Mm. there. And he added fuel to the fire by speaking with WWE and saying, well, I spoke to AEW. And people are saying, you know, how people talk, that that's the reason why he got so much money for his contract, which... Yikes. I mean, you think about that whole mentality of people saying that AEW and WWE, it's a war. Now you see this superstar who has had such a legendary career in the WWE, tag team champion, WWE champion, intercontinental champion. Now he's in talks with AEW, but then he's still going to WWE at the end of the day. It's like, oh, messy. Very messy. messy. I feel like WWE made the right choice of giving him a three-year contract because you love him. The fans love him. Like, Everyone is so excited to see him back. No one expected Edge to come back. And I think that's what the Royal Rumble is about. That's what WrestleMania season is about. You know, I think the great thing about Edge returning at the Royal Rumble is it added that Royal Rumble feel that a lot of people miss nowadays. I think a lot of people were very anxious with this match because so many superstars were announced. And 
they were wondering, well, are we going to have any surprises? And then Edge comes out and, you know, you watch and you see the crowd reaction and stuff. And that's what we live for with WrestleMania season. The the suspense, the shock of having superstars that we haven't seen in a long time or su- superstars that have been injured come back and rock the ring. He speared everyone in that ring. We saw him spear Roman Reigns. We saw him get into it with Seth Rollins, which we know they have a history. But he was literally in the finals of this match, which yeah. shows that WWE really does believe in him. Now he's entering the storyline with Randy Orton, which Chef's Kiss is so good because I was a huge fan of rated RKO, but it's a little bit weird to me because, like people online were saying, we saw in Raw Edge come back. He gave a speech and he, you know, he's saying, you know, I don't know how long this will last, me wrestling here and being back in the ring, but I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. We see Orton come out. You know, he's trying to be friendly and say, well, what if we did a rated RKO reunion? And then he starts beating Edge's ass. He brings out chairs and everything. And it's funny. I know how storylines work or whatever, but everyone was saying how excited they were for Edge to be back. But no one came out and helped him. Hmm. Y'all shady. Hmm. Y'all shady as hell. Okay. But I'm excited to see where this feud goes. I mean, I'm a little bit hesitant just because of, you know, how Orton is. But I think... Seeing how he was in this whole segment, I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like he was being extremely safe. People get on and they'll say wrestling is fake and yada, yada, yada. But you could see that they were communicating during this segment. And I felt like that was extremely important. Seeing as how injured Edge was and with his neck and stuff, it's really important that they were communicating this whole time because one chair shot that didn't go right it could paralyze him. Right. So I definitely feel like for that's fake or we see them talking like that was needed because we you don't know what could go wrong wrestling is very unpredictable in terms of how moves are hit and stuff like that so i'm glad they communicated there we'll see what happens i guess i'll just i'm optimistic for edge i don't know how i feel about orton but i liked orton in (laughs) 2006 when we did not know he was saying inappropriate things on the internet but i'm gonna sip my wine (laughs) I think that Royal Rumble came at the right time because, quite honestly, might be an unpopular opinion, but I was kind of getting bored with the brands. Hmm. NXT, I've been a big fan of lately, but I feel like Raw and SmackDown were just having such random storylines yeah. that I honestly couldn't even watch. I was like, this is this is not my speed. And so I think that Royal Rumble really made me excited to watch wrestling again. The women's match was crazy. Let's talk about it. Yes. Bianca <laughs> Belair shook my whole world. Go her. Like, it was insane. The fact that she broke the record for how many people that she threw out of the ring. She made it 28 minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she's she deserves so much more than what the credit she's getting right now. Honestly, I want to be Bianca Belair when I grow up. And I'm already grown. But... Bianca Belair was on the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves, and she told him that she found out she was going to be in the Royal Rumble match. We saw that she ended up coming out. She was one of the first two competitors in the ring going up against Alexa Bliss. She found out the night before at Worlds Collide. The night before. And she put on this incredible performance. You know, I feel like Bianca Belair... I'm a Bianca Belair stan at this point. I felt like her talent in this Royal Rumble match was showcased extremely well. She interacted with so many superstars whether it was NXT girls or WWE girls and she just made it work we saw when a couple people came out that she was very frustrated we saw when Mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair came out she was like you know like here we go but she put her all into it and I think she she was definitely the MVP of this match she lasted so long like you said and 
the strength of Jesus Christ. She's just <laughs> so good. Like you watch her and you just you wondered like, damn, she has the character. She has the strength. She has the ability. Why is she not champion? Why? I'm mad that Charlotte Flair won this match after being out of the ring for so long, just chilling <sighs> on the side. I did enjoy Naomi, her athleticism outside the ring when she was trying not to hit the floor and then set up the whole walkway from the announcer's booth to the ring. That was clever. Well, Naomi did come back. We haven't seen Naomi in months. It's probably been almost a year. And she came back and she's really been embracing her natural beauty. She had her afro, which I think is so important. And I've talked about this on my own Twitter and my own Instagram and stuff, but... I feel like representation in the WWE is extremely important. Essence.com recently wrote an article after the Royal Rumble showcasing the African-American women that are in the WWE. Now, they didn't encompass all of them that are there, but they talked to Bianca Belair, they talked to Naomi, and they talked to Amber Moon, and they kind of talked to them about diversity and body image and stuff like that. I just feel like it's so important that Naomi did this, and she came back. A lot of people were getting worried about her. They were wondering where she was, and to have her come back in this match in such a vibrant way, she's caught the attention of national publications. Mm -hmm. Wendy Williams talked about Naomi on her show. Like, that's a huge deal. We're starting to see the women in the WWE we bridge that gap between being a wrestler and pop culture. We've seen the Bellas do it with Total Bellas and Total Divas, and that really started, you know, meshing the two together. Yeah. But having examples like Naomi and, and all the other female superstars, it's just, I love it. I love it. Go women. <laughs> yes. 2020 is for the ladies. Let's cheers to that, Lo. Yes, let's cheers to it. In terms of Charlotte Flair winning, I think... WWE is very behind when it comes to the Women's Royal Rumble. They're having these women that obviously have the amount of talent and strength and character that should win the Royal Rumble. They're winning them. But since they haven't had the Royal Rumble match for women as long as they've had men, now they're trying to compensate by having these women who should have won before win now. Oscar won last year. Charlotte won this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Becky Lynch won next year. It's just they're trying to line these women up who have had that strong fan presence to have them win this match so they go on to WrestleMania. But, you know what's interesting? What? Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. A lot of people are saying that Charlotte is going to challenge for the NXT Championship at WrestleMania. And people are thinking that Bianca Belair is going to get involved. And Bianca, with all that sass, in that segment yesterday. That was so funny. That was great. She was like, she doesn't even go here. I was like, yes, girl. (laughs) How do you feel about this? I mean... We think of WrestleMania, and I guess we really don't think about someone challenging for the NXT championship at WrestleMania. We think of, like, the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown Women's Championship. We don't jump to NXT. How do you feel about that? Do you think that Rhea Ripley is at the point in her career that being in WrestleMania and going up against Charlotte Flair is a great move? Like, what do you think about that? Or do you think that... Charlotte should be challenging Becky Lynch and getting that belt off of her that she's had for almost a year now. How do you feel about that? I think it's really an interesting aspect. I, you know, Finn Balor has had such a good run Mm -hmm. on NXT. And so I don't know why Charlotte Flair couldn't have a great run there too. I don't think that she's going to switch brands, but I definitely think that if she does try and challenge It will be an interesting storyline, mixing the brands together, because they're trying to make NXT as big as Raw and SmackDown, and it's getting there, and I think that this will definitely be a big step for that. You know, I found it interesting. A lot of people would actually be satisfied with this match, because 
it involves like so much raw talent from right. the NXT brand, and a lot of people want to see Bianca involved and the whole dynamic between Rhea Ripley. She's, you know, 22, 23 years old. She's only had this title for a short amount of time. We've seen Bianca Belair in this title picture for months now. Charlotte Flair walks in and tries to cut the line almost. Yeah. And Bianca Belair still has her opportunity at NXT TakeOver Portland, so let's not forget that. So this title could change hands before WrestleMania. Bianca Belair could have that title and go up against Charlotte Flair. We don't know, but I think the addition of having Bianca Belair in that moment on NXT, it really makes me think that they're trying to solidify a three-way match. I think so. But I don't know if they will place the women in the main event again, which is sad. I mean, I know last year was a huge deal because it was the first time that the women were in a WrestleMania main event spot. But, you know, I think the difference with Ronda versus Becky and Charlotte at last year's WrestleMania was that they really tried to sell us on having Ronda Rousey in that match. Like, this would not be happening if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey. And I feel like if they were to do a women's main event again, they really need to showcase the talent. We see how talented these three superstars are on their specific brands. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just feel like this isn't possible without having someone like Ronda Rousey involved. And Ronda Rousey isn't coming back anytime soon. We don't need ronda rousey in this position in my opinion again i feel like she's done her time there and it's time to focus on the women that are busting their every week every night in some cases to be on that main event spot or even a part of wrestlemania ronda rousey recently said that she won't return to wwe full-time because taking power bombs every night is not conducive for conception so Mm. uh, she's not even in the equation anymore so i don't know I would love to see these three women on WrestleMania. I don't know if it would necessarily be the main event spot, but I think they're all three capable of being in a WrestleMania match. Make it happen. I agree with all that. The one thing that I am worried about is, like you said, Charlotte Flair cutting the line. You know, NXT doesn't need Charlotte Flair to be an amazing brand. Right. Yes, it'll bring publicity to them. Yes, it'll bring more viewers, but... You know, we've seen Charlotte Flair have these amazing title runs and amazing matches on Raw and SmackDown. Right. There's such amazing talent on NXT and they don't really need to be, you know, downplayed because Charlotte Flair is either joining the brand or competing for the title. Right. You know, all of those women are so impressive. They don't need to be stepped on because... They want more viewers. We had a surprise of a lifetime this week on NXT. Velveteen Dream, baby. He is back, and he is better than ever. We saw a promo last week on NXT, and it involved a couple numbers, a couple circles, and people started putting two and two together and thought, well, maybe Velveteen Dream is coming back. And this week we saw the Undisputed Era in the ring doing what they always do, attacking people. And the lights shut off, and we see on the screen the circles that were displayed last week, and they turn into the three circles that Velveteen wears on his glasses. Mm-hmm. Velveteen is on the top rope on the other side of the ring, and he attacks the Undisputed Era, and everyone's going crazy. Because that! Yes! <laughs> and... Then he rips off the tights that he had on and legendary moment. This is like the moment of the week. I mean, there's so many moments of the week, but Velveteen Dream had the spray painted family portrait of him, Marina Shafir, which is Roderick Strong's wife and their baby Troy. And on the back on his ass, it says, Marina, call me sometime. Wow. 
Wow, I'm a legend. First of all, I want to know who spray paints his tights. If anyone could at me, his his artist, I would love to wear those to any type of like public outing. Mm-hmm. I would love to spray paint my face on it, maybe someone else's face. Like your friends invite you out to brunch, you show up with your own face Beautiful. on your butt. Legend. Oh, come on. Okay, that's love a little that. bit too far. <laughs> but, you know, I get what you're Self-love. saying. Self-love. Self-love. No, <laughs> So, Velveteen Dream is back, and it makes you wonder, what is going to happen next? We know Dominic Dijakovac is in the running to have a title opportunity with Keith Lee for the NXT North American Championship, and one has to question, is Velveteen going to go after that North American Championship? He never technically lost it to Roderick Strong before he was injured, so now with Keith Lee having a title, it kind of makes you wonder, like, where is Velveteen going to fit into all of this? I'm so excited that he's back, to be honest. You just don't know what to do with yourself. You don't know where he fits in, but as long as he's on TV. As long as he's on TV. I think that NXT will do a good job at booking him wherever he fits. I know that he has all this drama with the Undisputed Era. I don't think he fits in there necessarily, but the It's time for new storylines in NXT, and I think that him coming back will start a new one that's going to be amazing. We're going to love it week to week, and I just can't wait. I know we haven't talked about AEW in a while, and obviously they come on at the same time as NXT, so the only thing that I really know that happened on AEW was that MJF whipped Cody Rhodes 10 times. He whipped him? He whipped him in the middle of the ring. I don't really know how to feel about that. That's interesting. Who wrote that? <laughs> I don't know. I would love to know. I mean, last night I'm seeing spoilers about people whipping each other, and I'm just like, what are you people watching? Like, is this AEW? Like, or <laughs> what is going on? Very gracious people are sending links to the storyline that's been going on, and I have How no idea. <laughs> Do you think we need to watch? Like, as we know, AEW Double or Nothing is coming back in May. We should probably, you know, hop on the bandwagon again then, and yeah. Yeah, start watching it. <laughs> we'll get there. Maybe we will. We'll, maybe we'll wait for the storyline to pass and then jump this on it. This too shall pass. Now let's get into our word on the street. So this week in NXT was apparently a rough one because there's two injuries. Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa are both injured, according to Ringside News. Tommaso Ciampa injured his ankle. They're not sure of how bad it is or anything like that yet. But his ankle is injured, and Adam Cole was banged up so bad that he needs three staples in his head. Yikes. After the whole thing was Velveteen Dream. It says he's not expected to miss any time in the ring, which is shocking, because three staples sounds like three more staples than I would like to have in my head and then get back to wrestling, but good for him. (laughs) You know, I definitely don't think this is a great timing when it comes to injury. WrestleMania season is definitely picking up, so these two are two main staples in the NXT roster, so I hope that they heal in time to be involved in the different storylines. As you said, Adam Cole is not expected to be out Mm -hmm. anytime, but we don't know with Tommaso Ciampa if he's out, so hopefully they get back healthy better than ever and velveteen dream might injure adam cole again but let's be careful let's not make it like let's not piss him off along with it being wrestlemania season i guess it's also baby season maria canellas just had her second baby with mike bennett and the bella twins both of the bella twins brie and nikki are both pregnant and they're like a week apart which is crazy but twin telepathy it's gonna be on total bellas definitely but you know, that's cute. Good for them. It's cute. I I think Birdie Bree's daughter is just so adorable. So they said on one of their videos that they're going to wait to figure out if they're having a boy or girl. But Nikki is like ready to go to figure out what she's having, and I'm definitely sure she's having a girl. I'm not gonna bet on it because that's a little bit weird. But 
But you're sure. I'm happy for her. I feel if like... you were to bet, it would be a girl. Yes. With her being in the public spotlight, a lot of people have been very judgmental with the way that she's lived her life. We've seen that now she's engaged to Artem. I don't know how to say his last name, but they were dancing with the star's partners when she was still with John Cena. And a lot of people were talking about how they had such a great connection. And now they're engaged and now they're having a baby. And people are so concerned about if they're moving too fast in their lives. And what I have to say is, mind your own business let this woman live she had to sign a contract to live in that man's house let that woman live okay (laughs) if she wants to have a baby let her have a baby it's gonna be a cute baby that's for sure so if you guys remember the whole drama with the revival not wanting to be in wwe anymore a while back and then they got the title matches and were champions for a while and it's been a while since they've been champions or even in the spotlight so wwe offered them $700,000 annually. $700,000. Wild. And they rejected it. That's how unhappy they are with WWE, which is really a huge statement. Money can't buy happiness. It cannot. They've had their time as tag team champions, and they've done a really good job while they've been featured on WWE television. But the last time I can think of seeing them, was it Scott Dawson who fell on SmackDown, like, and they were trying to play that off as, like, he was going to keep falling every week or some stupid shit like that. I mean, they kept on making them, like, the gag of the show. And I feel like, you know, as two wrestlers, people that are into wrestling and they, they want to be champion, of course they're going to try and turn this deal down. Now, a lot of people are saying that if they do decide to actually leave the WWE, they're kind of going to be in a difficult position because one of their members was out with injuries. So that right. could prolong their contract process. We saw that with Luke Harper. They, he ended up finally getting his release, but it took long enough. Which is interesting because I didn't think that that was like customary that they're going to add time for injury which it sounds like they might be doing that with them but it just says that they're they're ready to go well i don't know if you saw that mike canellis as we just talked about he had asked for his release like in fall of last year and he wrote this long piece about how he wasn't being featured in the ring as much as he wants to and how he wants his daughter to have this image that he has to work hard to be in a successful position now i saw that he was at an nxt house show And he's working in NXT, which, in my opinion, he should have started off at. WWE was so excited to get Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis in the WWE ring that they just rushed them and put them on TV because everyone wanted to see them. And they were assuming, God, they did so well in the indies, they're going to get to WWE and be amazing. And they fell flat extremely fast. Yeah, they have a great theme song. And, of course, people know their history, but it wasn't what people expected. It wasn't what the fan base wants. Right. And I'm not saying that they aren't talented, but WWE would have had a better time if they would have just went the normal process that they usually do. Stick them in NXT and build them up a little bit more. Yeah, they have ring experience. Maria's been in WWE before. Mike has been in numerous promotions. But getting that fan interaction is what's important. Yeah, they could have fan interaction in the indies, but if you bring that to WWE and no one in that arena has seen them on the indie for whatever odd reason, you're not going to get the reaction that you want. And I think with the amount of superstars that they were bringing up and adding in the storylines at that time, there was just no room for them. Mm-hmm. And then Maria got pregnant, and then it was kind of like, well, what are we going to do with Mike? I guess we'll put him on 205 Live. And then we saw that storyline with her being pregnant. Just a show. But now he's on NXT, so I feel like hopefully this is like a clean slate for him because obviously Maria's going to be out a little bit longer since she just had her second right. child. Yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, I think he's such an incredible athlete that if he's not happy, they should definitely let him leave. I mean, 
I feel like that with all the superstars. I mean, they're keeping them in this position of power, you know. Well, we don't want you to get out this contract. You were injured for 2.5 minutes, so we're going to leave you in this contract until we possibly can. And it's like, it's not fair to them. You're having these athletes sit on the sidelines in catering while they could be out at other companies making money, making a name for themselves. It's sad for the talents. Finally, in our last word on the street, Goldberg is back because there's another super showdown that there's going to be plenty of money to be made and he wants to be one of those of people course. to get the money of course. so the last time that we saw him he defeated Dolph Ziggler and he speared him like 5,000 times because Dolph Ziggler would not give up and a lot of people are saying that he's either going to go against The Fiend, Bray Wyatt and I've seen King Corbin thrown around a little bit how are we feeling about that? I mean not his biggest fan I, I mean I'm not a big fan of this actual event itself so <sighs> I mean, it won't hurt us. We don't watch it. For the individuals that do watch this pay-per-view and the superstars that do go to Saudi Arabia and compete, do you think that they would enjoy something like this? I mean, the last time that we saw Goldberg in a match in Saudi Arabia, he was with The Undertaker and they damn near killed each other. So I think that anytime WWE goes to Saudi Arabia, they're going to drag him along. And I think that's that. Like... They need men superstars, and they're going to pull these men who haven't competed in a while. And so well, that's I feel like, too, is. with Super Showdown, you think about they're going to this other country, and they're expected to bring their A game. Yeah. And a lot of these people know the bigger superstars. They know Goldberg. They know Undertaker. They know Triple H. They know those household names that have you know, build themselves up to that in the WWE. So if they bring superstars that, you know, just became a part of the roster, people are going to be like, well, why do I waste my money on this? But... Uh, I hate this event, to be honest. Like, I wish we it saw, was gone. Wish it was done. We saw that half the superstars barely made it home last time, so I hope at least they make it home this time to their families and they're not stranded for three days. Right. But, I mean, it should be interesting to see how The Fiend evolves into the storyline with Goldberg because, of course, they're going to build it up so they can make as much moolah as possible for people signing up to the network to watch this. So, whatever. We'll be drinking wine that day, but we definitely won't be watching that. No. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wine Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCast. That is at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We upload episodes every week. Until next time, enjoy your wine and, of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.